Presented here is a free teaser for this month's edition of the Top Rope Nation Classics Patreon bonus podcast. Every single month, we release a deep dive on a classic wrestling event as voted on by our supporters on Patreon. Presented here is a 15-minute preview of that podcast, which released Thursday on Patreon. It's a true historical deep dive. The only place to hear these shows in full? Join the Patreon page for just $5 per month. The link is right here in the podcast description. Patreon is the best way to support the show. We are confident you will enjoy the content we're offering, all the bonus content over on Patreon. For just $5 per month, not only do you gain access to the monthly Top Rope Nation Classics bonus podcast on Patreon, you also receive access to a weekly bonus podcast, Top Rope Nation Extra. The only way to hear Top Rope Nation Classics every month and Top Rope Nation Extra every single week is by supporting us on Patreon. That's five bonus shows per month for $5 plus other benefits like access to our show notes every week, voting on which events we cover for classics, and more. So click that link in the episode description and read all about it over on Patreon. It's patreon.com slash topropenation and enjoy this special free preview of this month's retro show. Well, boys, I don't know about you, but feeling pretty good tonight because we're going to go retro. It is another edition of Top Rope Nation Classics here for the Patreon supporters. My name is Ryan Drosty. This is the 21st edition of Top Rope Nation Classics, our monthly look back at a classic event from the past that took place in the month that we are in. And so since it is August, we are actually doing our third review of a WWF SummerSlam event. Today, we're going to be looking back at SummerSlam 1989. We're feeling the heat, Kyle Ross. How are you doing tonight? You know, just to peel back behind the curtain, we're recording this on Monday, August 16th. It's the go-home Raw for SummerSlam 2021. And there is nothing I would rather talk about (laughs) than an old SummerSlam. (laughs) I, uh... Feel this happens a lot, whether it's SummerSlam or Mania or Rumble or Survivor Series. It's times of year, man. I just want to talk about the old shit. Can you imagine in years past, like wanting to not watch Raw, the go home to SummerSlam? It's like inconceivable. But here we are. I'd much, much rather be doing this. I I agree. What about you, Justin? Yeah, hey, I'm in the exact same boat. <laughs> so. This was the show that won the poll over on the Patreon page. We had SummerSlam 89, SummerSlam 04, was it, or 03? 03. 03, and SummerSlam 2010. This one ran away with it. We were hoping this would be the one that would win, but you know what? what? Whatever you guys voted for, we would have done, but it seemed like this would probably win, given the nominees. Yeah, in case if you couldn't tell from those other two choices, we were really hoping you'd pick this one. <laughs> well, in the past, we've done uh, SummerSlam 91, I think that was actually our first ever edition of Classics, and we did SummerSlam 97, which may have been the second edition of Classics. So, uh, yeah, the third time, but it's the first time we've done a 1980s pay-per-view. That, that had come out in June uh, in theaters, two months before the show. Um, Kyle, did you want to talk a little bit about the movie and its impact on the business at the time? 
Yeah. So, all right. This is from The Observer. Uh, Meltzer in 2012 did a pretty nice history piece on SummerSlam. If you're, you know, big aficionados like us, maybe you don't learn anything, but, you know, it's just a nice synopsis of every SummerSlam. And when he got to 89, he wrote this. The movie No Holds Barred was hardly a cinematic success. It wasn't quite the financial failure. It was often joked to be. 16 million theatrical gross, 8 million budget, which is not necessarily profitable, but wouldn't be huge losses either. The best thing that can be said about it was that it was can't be bad. The final season, that's Meltzer's words, I'm assuming it's final scene is what he meant to say, pitted the babyface Rip, uh, character played by Hulk Hogan, who was essentially Hulk Hogan, against an even bigger, meaner-looking musclehead played by actor Tom Tiny Lister, known in the movie as Zeus. Zeus was then brought to television for a few appearances, while really six foot four, he was given giant lifts in his boots to make him appear to tower over Hogan and Angles and was billed as six foot ten. In brawls, he no-sold everything and would knock people out with one blow. The problem was that Zeus wasn't a wrestler, but the Zeus character as the unstoppable monster was getting over and make no mistake about it. The pay-per-view number, even for a tag match, was due to the great way he was portrayed as a monster and Hogan's biggest threat of his run, end quote. Hmm. I did notice watching the match, the uh, the massive lifts. It, you could kind of tell just like from the way the sole looked on his uh, on his boots that there was big lifts. In. Yeah. And, you know, very typical Vince of this era, you know, his first appearance in front of a live crowd, that being Zeus, uh, when he's standing on the stairs right before Hogan's going to wrestle Boss Man in the cage, the Saturday Night event, he's standing on the top stairs. That was a great way to shoot him. Mean, he looked like, you know, the biggest guy alive. Mm-hmm. You know, in that so, I mean, that was Especially, you had the camera right behind Hogan shooting up towards Zeus, too, that just, you know, mm-hmm. added to it. Yeah, that, that, that's a good way to shoot a giant. So they did that. And as far as the number goes, I'll just get this in right now. This show did extraordinarily well on pay-per-view. 625,000 buys. Um, Just to put that in perspective, pay-per-view universe was way smaller back in 1989, but that's the third most buys ever done by a SummerSlam. Wow. The only two to beat it were 98, which was like the peak of the promotion, and 2005 with Hogan Michaels, which we've talked about on this podcast in the past. And, you know, when you talk about that Hogan Michaels match... And how they teased Brett would show up mm-hmm. at that thing. And that pay-per-view did really well in Canada. We've talked about this. Uh, um, people could check that out. I don't know, Ryan, if you've got that number handy or what episode it was. But you got to think this 1989 edition of SummerSlam was number two domestic. Like behind yeah. 98. I mean, because I think it was like 640 or 650 for... SummerSlam 2005, and you got to imagine there was more than 25,000 people in Canada that ordered on pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. So, a, a very impressive number. As 1989, this was a hot promotion. Yeah. That's where we were with Monday, August 28th, 1989. So, fellas, let's do this. Let's feel the heat. Let's get in that time machine. Let's head back to Monday, August 28th, 1989. Federation has filled the middle 
the Body Ventura. Well, first of all, I'm going to tell you, Shivani, don't you get out of line. So we're at the Meadowlands Arena, the house that Bruce Springsteen built, East Rutherford, uh. New Jersey. Around 20,000 in attendance, um, a sellout. That, everywhere I could look up the attendance, it just said circa 20,000 people. I don't know the exact number. 20,000 people. As we said, 625,000 pay-per-view buys. Uh, the show did a $350,000 live gate um, from the box office. So, yeah, no matter how you cut it, very, very successful show. Anything on those numbers, Kyle? That you have I believe this was the last show in New Jersey until SummerSlam 97. Thank you, Christy Todd Whitman. In the same building. Yeah. Yeah. I'll have to double check on that, but if this wasn't the last one, it was one of the last ones. They stopped running New Jersey because those taxes. Yeah, that's right. So, um, what did you guys think of that opening video? Oh, I thought it was a little it. awkward. You liked it? <laughs> I mean, it's just these random clips of people enjoying their summer, not really wrestling related. <laughs> so, uh, in in that little promo, I'm pretty sure that is Stephanie McMahon and Shane jumping into Vince McMahon's pool. Mm-hmm. And that the golfer is Kevin Dunn. Oh, okay. Wow. I didn't know Could that. Be. Could be. Were there, that, were, that's according to Bruce Pritchard. Were there 17 camera cuts on his backswing? Because then it definitely was Kevin Dunn. <laughs> or it actually couldn't have been Kevin Dunn because who would have been doing all the camera cutting? Yeah. Fuck Kevin Dunn. <laughs> Fuck his golf game, too. But uh, this was not the classic SummerSlam theme, of course. Do 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 do. And that was an awesome theme. I love that '91 intro so much. I, the, yeah, nuptials to Napalm. Yep. We talked about that, but I think that started in 1990. This was do 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 do. Yeah, this one's not as good. <laughs> I it was still like okay. It got me kind of. It was vi- it was very 1980s. You know, I love yeah. how like they showed like some you know hot chick like you know walking down the beach, and then it was like Rick Rude doing the Rude Awakening. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> It's always it's kind of it's kind of jarring then as you're welcome to the arena here. Tony Schiavone on a WWF show, his brief stay with the WWF. It's Tony and Jesse Ventura on the call. Um, I believe you know Tony did this show. He did Royal Rumble '90. I think those were the only pay per views he did. Correct. He was only with the company one year, basically Mania Five till Mania Six. I don't, I don't think he was on the Mania Six show. He might have left a little before then, but yeah, basically one year run with the company. He didn't do Survivor Series then, right? No, that was Gorilla. This yeah. was the first pay-per-view. Gorilla Monsoon was never on. That's right. That's right. So apparently, as soon as they came out of that uh, SummerSlam promo on the actual pay-per-view, if you were watching, you would have seen some boobs. There was a woman flasher that they edited out for the actual Coliseum video release. And then I saw Kyle in your notes. He said this thirsty Hulk Hogan. Oh, he was real thirsty for the lovely Elizabeth, man. You better believe it, me, Gene. But the thing that all those Hulkamaniacs that were stopped on the side of the road couldn't believe was the package I had riding on the back of my fender, brother, with those long, sexy, curvaceous legs that wrapped around me with the arms that hung onto my waist for dear life with a set of headlights that were pointed straight ahead, brother in the smile across the secret weapon's face just like an acre of sunshine satisfaction guaranteed we're gonna take it to him brother we're gonna wipe out the macho man we're gonna destroy zeus and then we're gonna get scary sherry and put her in her place what are you dudes gonna uh, do? genius is out there savage's brother 
Lanny Poffo, and uh, he runs down Elizabeth before the match and, and introduces the main event as Savage comes down with Zeus. And I got to say, I really like the, uh, you know, Zeus has the black and gray on. I love that black and gray Savage attire mm-hmm. that he wears in this match. It's a good color combo. And, and the, the ring robe that he wears is pretty cool. And, you know, of course, the, the mega, mega pops for for Hogan when he comes out. But Brutus gets a big pop as well. The match itself, man, this go ahead, Kyle. I was just going to say beefcake. I think you and I might differ on this match. What were you going to say about this match? Not good. I like this match. match I like this. Very bad. Oh man. Wow. I don't know. I I like this match. match. I liked it, man. It hit all the right notes, man. You're going to be real pissed when I give my final verdict on this show. It sounds like (laughs) this match is brutal. In my opinion, Uh, Savage does like, like I said earlier, Savage does everything he can to carry this match, and he's he's all over the place. But the thing about the match is Zeus can't do anything, and he gets significant time in the ring, and all he does is bear hugs. It's so slow. I mean, I was dozing off watching this multiple times. I had to keep rewinding because I thought I missed something. Crowd was into it. Crowd was into it. The crowd was into it. The crowd's into it, yeah. Better than these spectacle. Better than this nerdy 2021 WWE. I'll but tell this you that is not much. a match I would ever want to rewatch again. Like I've seen it years I, ago, but I watched. I was like, man, this hit, this was way better than I remembered. I didn't remember it being like anything special, but I thought they hit the notes that they needed to. I mean, it's not like you know a great match, but I think if they did what they needed to do, and Beefcake, you know, I was going to say this. You know, we talked about the Savage match earlier at Saturday Night's main event. Uh you know. To his credit, he did improve when he was called on for this main event run. How he got in the main event was post-mania. Um, he was on the Brother Love show. He started referring to Sensational Sherry as Scary Sherry. Mm-hmm. Savage came out. They gave him a haircut. So Beefcake was feuding with Savage and that you know Zeus brought in. So it was very logical to do this tag match. Yeah. It's just, I don't know, like... If I watch it, I'm just watching what Savage is doing. You know, he's doing the, the usual spots, jumping over the top rope to the outside and stuff, trying to make it exciting. But every time Zeus gets in there, it's just these long bear hug spots with Hogan. And yeah, the crowd gets into it a little bit, but I just, I don't know. Justin, what, do you, what what's your take on this match? It's not a good match, but I agree with Kyle that it was kind of exactly what it needed to be. Uh Hogan was selling his ass off for Zeus about the Mm -hmm. entire first half of the match, which I was impressed by. Uh, But I can tell you, nobody runs the ropes like Randy Savage in the late 1980s. He he was running in those things like he was trying to tear through them. There was a great exchange with uh, Brutus right before a hot tag to Hogan. Mm -hmm. Um, 